listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Welcome to the 65th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we're discussing more 2017 releases with The Bad Batch and Wish Upon. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. The Bad Batch is streaming on Netflix, and Wish Upon is available on Amazon Prime. So check those movies out before continuing with the episode if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we yeah. jump... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Victor Crawley with a February 6th digital Blu-ray and DVD release date. It's written and directed by Adam Green. The IMDb summary is, 10 years after the events of the original movie, Victor Crawley is mistakenly resurrected and proceeds to kill once more. Dun, dun, dun. I'm uh, kind of into it. I could go either way, but people are really excited about it, which makes me also excited about it. Yeah. Have you watched Hatchet 2? I haven't watched it. No, I just saw the first one for this podcast. Samesies. Yeah. I'm into watching the other ones, though, because I feel like they're probably going to be pretty fun. I like Adam Green. I know you're not a huge Adam Green fan. Not a huge, not a huge fan. But, I mean, you know, but that doesn't, I haven't seen enough of his films to, like, be super judgy across the board. I don't hate Adam Green. I mean, let me say that again. I don't love Adam Green, but I really <laughs> appreciate him and like his love of the genre. And he just like does cheesy, fun movies just because he loves it so much. And I love that I about him. I can respect him. that. Yeah, I really respect him. I think that's a good way to put it. Is like I feel like this is these are the kind of movies like real horror genre fans like would create if they were creating movies a lot sure. of them. So I, I appreciate that about him. I don't know if you've seen The Core yet. Have you seen that, Carly? Mm-mm. It's on Shudder. It's a Shudder uh, original kind of like TV show. It's hosted by Mickey Keating, who's done who did the movie Darling that we watched. And okay, he's done a okay. couple other movies, Psychopaths, and, and a, is his most recent film. Uh, I'm not a huge Mickey Keating fan, um, but he uh, he hosts this like kind of talk show he interviews people and then they do segments kind of like a real talk show but it's all about horror like the episode i saw they did um was all about halloween and they did a special effects um they did a special effects segment that was kind of uh designed like a cooking segment would be in a talk show where they had someone come in <laughs> who did like a head that was like a human head and they decapitated it like it was all done through special effects. It was really amazing. That's guys, cool. If you guys have Shudder, I, I recommend checking out The Core. Uh, but Adam Green was on that episode and just like, I just loved him because he was just so into it and excited about everything. And I just, I appreciate his love of everything, you know? I can, I can, yeah, I can get into that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, The Core, it's on Shudder. I recommend it. It's fun. Phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have a ton to say. It looks fairly similar to Hatchet. Yeah. So, as it should, I suppose. I mean, we got Kane Hodder, got Felicia, yeah. Felicia Rose. Yeah. Felicia Rose? Fel- sure. Felicia Rose. Um. So, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm into I'm, it. I'm, I'll see it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. it anyway, so. Yeah. We'll talk about it probably. <laughs> probably. Eventually. We'll talk about it more in depth. Yeah. All right, then let's just, let's just jump in then. What's what's Sounds the first good. movie we're watching today, Carly? The first movie that we will be discussing is 2017's The Bad Batch, written and directed by Anna Lily Amapour, 
The IMDb summary is a love story set in a community of cannibals in a future dystopia. In a desert wasteland in Texas, a muscled cannibal breaks one important rule. Don't play with your food. I think that's a terrible summary. It's the worst summary ever. Like, (laughs) what? I know I always say that, but I really mean it this time. <laughs> like in what worlds? What are what movie did they watch? Did I, I miss don't know. it? Am I, I not? Is it a love story? <laughs> no, I didn't think it was a love story. No. Did you? It does take place in a desert wasteland. I thought so it took place in Mexico, though, not Texas. They got one thing right. There is no, a muscled cannibal. So, okay. Because that's why, that's why Jason Momoa is there is because he was mexican and so they no, threw he's him cuban pay attention carly you're right he's from cuba he's from cuba Nabi. and he lived in miami that's why his chest said miami man true true so let me get my red pen no, out i'm gonna edit this imdb summary it's let's say uh set in a community of cannibals in a future dystopia a desert wasteland in a desert wasteland, a muscled cannibal, period. <laughs> Cut out everything else that wasn't accurate. Done. I mean, this movie isn't really about anything anyway, so... I don't... Yeah. Here's I the thing, I fell though. asleep watching this movie. Can I tell you the one thing it I did appreciate about this movie? What? The one thing I did appreciate this movie was Jim Carrey. He was fantastic in it. He was great. He was... Yes. He is my favorite thing about this movie. He's my favorite thing about this movie also. That was one of my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jim Carrey and Jason Momoa's whole torso. Yeah, whole upper body. (laughs) Not his accent, though. No, that was was give or take. And like, what's with Keanu Reeves doing all these creepy as fuck roles? Can I just tell you, I don't like Keanu Reeves anyway, so I'm never really... I'm really never going to be into it. I like him as Jack Traven in Speed. <laughs> I like him in Parenthood, and that's oh. about it. Speed. It's so, great, great film. I love Anna Lily, as anyone who's been a longtime listener would probably know. I love, love her. I think she's an amazing director. And I think that this is an amazing movie from a directorial standpoint. I think the writing is a little too mild. I think it needed more meat to the story um, or more character development. It's just, it's very long and there's no real reason for it. Um, I, yeah, I just was bored. But it's uh, very beautiful and there's a lot of good things here. It just didn't connect for me in the same way as A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night which I thought was an, a near-flawless film. This film is, is not that way. I mean, a, a girl walks home at, lone, at night told a, a story. It was beautiful. It told a story. The music was rad. This movie has Jim Carrey being awesome and music. And but to be fair, I Jason think a girl, torso. A, girl is a, a girl walks home alone at night is a little bit is just as story heavy as this is. I think it's just shorter and there's more character. You get more from your characters there. I think the idea here is good, but they could have gone more in depth about the history of what happens to the Bad Batch. Um, They could have delved a little bit more into our character's history, maybe some flashbacks. Um, Or they could have just made it much shorter and I wouldn't have minded as much that it wasn't story heavy, but I think this could have been a short. Yeah, but it's there really was... there's some some really 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 amazing scenes in this movie. And the beginning of this film, I was like, "There's no way I'm not going to love this," because the beginning of the movie's awesome. I'd say the first twenty minutes of this movie, I was super into it. I can agree with that. Um, yeah. Until she goes to comfort, I was in. Yeah. When she gets to comfort, uh, which is like, I guess, the town in this wasteland, it's it's just, it dies down. I didn't understand Giovanni Ribisi's character. I was legitimately just going to say I was waiting for Giovanni Ribisi's character to mean something and it never came. It just, 
I think that maybe almost this is an editing issue. I wonder Well, it's if, a pretty fucking big editing issue. Well, you know what I mean, though? Because it seems like there was a bigger idea here, but it just never became what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, And I think Anna Lily shows that she has writing chops. I just don't know what happened here. And maybe it they just filmed too much and they couldn't edit it to something that resembled what it was imagined to be. I, I don't know. Um, but there was a lot of ideas that just never came to light. Um, at least not in a way that I noticed. Um, and I was paying attention. I didn't fall asleep and I didn't have to do multiple viewings. I was able to sit through it all in one shot. And it is two hours long. It's a long freaking movie yeah. for not a lot of for no, no things. Yeah, for not a lot of meat. For no things or for really irrelevant things. Like the fucking clubbing situation was like super irrelevant. Like, I, I don't know. There was just, there was, this is not my favorite movie. I thought the clubbing thing was relevant. I didn't think Giovanni Rabisi's character was super relevant. I didn't think mm. that... Uh, I don't know. It was just really stretched out. I didn't. I really didn't re- get a good feel for Jason Momoa's character. Um, I didn't understand the ending of this film. Like I, ki- I understood that she wanted to be a wanderer, and she didn't want to stay in comfort. But I didn't understand their connection. I didn't really no. feel a connection between them, uh, no. other than the really long scenes of them just standing almost kissing like their mouths so close together but nothing happening i mean it, there was no passion i was gonna there. say i didn't feel any chemistry between no. them like i never i never took this to be a love story no ever i never thought that there was like a con- like a love connection between these two characters yeah I, and i understand the thought behind it i just don't think it was strong enough to hold this film up which is sad but just just to give an idea of what my favorite scenes are, I, there's this one scene that I think is one of the most amazing scenes in cinema. Like, I loved this scene so much. She's, um, so she, at the beginning of this film, our main character gets her arm cut off and she gets her leg cut off on the same side, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like horrible. Unfortunate. <laughs> Super unfortunate. So she has a new leg or, or something that helps her stand up and walk and a prosthetic if you will and she uh but she still doesn't have a full arm she has like a stub and she is flipping through this playboy i guess or something like that pornography uh magazine and she comes across this beautiful woman and she gets the scissors out and she's cutting and she's cutting and she cuts kind of around the breast and you're like okay what's she doing and she cuts off the arm of this model puts it on the mirror and then stands in the mirror so that the arm of the model looks like her arm and to me it's just like the best scene ever i don't know why there's just something about it also, the music in this film is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so I mean, good. I would expect nothing less from Anna Lily. Like, if you want to see someone getting their leg sawed off to All That She Wants by Ace of Base, then this is the movie for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that scene and I'm like, oh, Ace of Base, sweet. You don't know what's going to happen. And then she starts getting her legs sawed off. And you're like, oh, that's not how I ever imagined to feel while listening to this song. <laughs> I feel like this movie just starts off so strong that it's it so disappointing when you like are into it. And then yeah. like nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish there was more to it. And I yeah. think I think if the beginning was the middle and the ending was a lot shorter we would have had a better film here. I think a little bit of background on uh, Suki Waterhouse's character um, would have gone a long way. Um, how she got there, what it is. Um, how did they get I just plumbing? Really how did no they connection. get electricity? Like, okay, so Keanu, Keanu Reeves' character, The Dream, he's responsible for bringing plumbing and electricity. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did you do that? How? How do they have things... I don't understand. 
Like, that would have been cool to see. Like, it's just, I mean, Mad Max is a good example, okay? The new Mad Max movie that came out a couple years ago. That movie did a great job of showing very little, but you have a full understanding on how that community works. (laughs) This just shows the community working, and you're like, how the fuck does this community work? Yeah. Um... A little would have gone a long way there, and they showed a lot of things that didn't really matter. Uh, and again, it was just very long without without that without something to make it stronger. There's no totally. There's no foundation, I guess is a no. good way to say it. But again, it's very beautiful. There's definitely merit here. Uh, I think it. I think it is worth watching as long as you kind of know what to expect because i do think there's enough good to watch it at least the beginning like at least watch the first half hour because the first half hour is so good <laughs> yeah i will agree there the first half hour is is great and engaging and i was like oh man this is gonna be great yeah and it felt like a horror movie and then i don't know what happened it just ceased to be a horror <laughs> movie after that there's definitely horror elements but it's just it doesn't I don't know. It didn't quite work, but it's a really good try. (laughs) I'm slightly disappointed, but I'm not that. I mean, I still think that there's some really good stuff here. Yeah. So that's the bad batch, I guess. Anything you'd like to add? Just Jim Carrey and the music. I will say that the special effects here are really amazing, and they're mostly practical effects. Oh, yeah. All the amputated limb scenes are practical effects. And Tony was watching some of this with me, and he was just really surprised to find that out because um, they look so real. Like, Tony's like, her arm is actually amputated in real life, right? (laughs) I'm like, no, she's she doesn't. She has all of her arms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she has all of her arms. Plural. She has all two, all two of her arms. All two of them. They are intact. And he was like, "Wow, they must have done that digitally." And it's like, no, they they did a lot of practical makeup effects, and they did a lot of um, advanced planning and um, an in camera practical effects, which just really cool really stuff, with the man. arm. I feel like the yeah. like it makes sense with the leg, but the arm, I don't know. I'm sure they used some digital, but I think mostly it was makeup. And there was a couple things you could tell, like, you know, she's laying in the sand and her leg could be buried in there and they could just make it look, just paint the end of it. I mean, there's there's things you could do. And Anna Lily is really into practical effects, so I, she really made a push for it. And I think uh, I thought the effects were really good. Very well done. All right. Are we ready to move on? We are. Okay. <clears throat> the second movie we're, watch- we're, t- we're discussing today is Wish Upon from 2017. It's directed by John R. Leonetti, who directed Annabelle and Mor- Carly's favorite Mortal Kombat, Annihilation. Woo! Uh, <laughs> it's written by Barbara Marshall. The IMDb summary is a teenage girl discovers a box that carries magical powers and a deadly price for using them. So this is the first time that you saw this, right? It, it is. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought, again, it started very strong and it ended really, really, really terribly. Yeah. Um, it really falls off in the second act. But hey, we have Ryan Phillippe. Which I wasn't even that stoked on. Back I at totally it. I totally thought I would be more stoked on it <laughs> than I was. <laughs> He just looked like a homeless dude the whole time. I wasn't that into it. <laughs> Except for when he's playing the sexy sax. Yeah, which came out of nowhere, by it the way. It was super and out of he nowhere. Was, he was like suddenly shaved and looking handsome. And then the yeah. next scene, he looked like shit again. I was like, what happened? Which takes a day. We have him and we've got Barb. And Anna Nardini from Gilmore Girls. And Anna Nardini from Gilmore Girls. Of course. And Barb. I finally got to see her die, which was just... You know how many years of watching Gilmore Girls I've wanted to see that happen? How many finally, years? Finally, a movie that shows me how Anna Nardini would go. That's so funny. Garbage disposal. Boom. Gone. She gets taken right out. It's that damn braid. Yep. So Watch out. 
Yeah, I I was surprised at the beginning at how much I really enjoyed this. It had like kind of an 80s teen movie feel to me, mm-hmm. um, which I really appreciated. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was really, really into the story. I thought it was going really well. And then st- everything stopped making sense. And the decisions being made stopped making sense. And I it just, just got crazy. Yeah. One of my notes, <laughs> I was just looking at my notes, and one of them says, Box plays music, no peens in sight. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best note of all time. Thanks. So, so I called at the very beginning that the mom hung herself because of the box, because of the whole trash can thing. Yeah. Like, right off the bat. That yeah. was not a reveal to me at the end. It didn't. <laughs> no. It was silly. Um, that was like, it was just, I don't know. This It's very formulaic. It is. I don't, the ending is just so bad because at first it's really good. I thought it was really good at first. So the main character, who's the same girl from The Conjuring, um, a little bit older here, She's she starts off seeming like an artistic, quirky self-thinking character and which works at the beginning of the movie but totally doesn't work at the end of the movie because she it's i understand the fact that that i think what they're trying to convey is getting everything you want can make you a shallow person um and we've seen this in a lot of teen movies that, you know, like think of Mean Girls, where Caddy's character is, um, well, don't laugh, but it's very relatable. No, no, They're- no. I was laughing at the Caddy. Oh, <laughs> I guess her name's not Caddy, but that's what, the, that's what she calls her. Caddy Herring. It's Katie. It's Katie. Uh, Katie's <laughs> character is um, very like secure and comfortable in herself and then and then slowly becomes this shallow, terrible person and reverts back to being a good person at the end of the film. This is trying to do a similar arc, except it's more of a she's all that feel where she's like kind of nerdy and artistic and sticks up for herself and doesn't give a shit and will fight the bad bitch at work at school. And I mean, I appreciated that about her character. She didn't seem like someone who would morph into this. I want to be popular and be with the popular boy in school. Right. Uh, it just didn't feel real to me. And I, th- it's just in a way that they told the story that it just didn't work. Um, it was too drastic too suddenly. I think it, it didn't feel gradual to me at all. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really care for that. I'll jump in, though, and I'll, I'll say that it, it it just had a lot of a lot of things going on that I don't feel like were super necessary. Um, like I can I can get, you know, the first couple wishes, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you. I, I feel like the popular situation doesn't make sense. I feel like the boy situation doesn't make sense especially when she's like vibing with this other kid um and like she's never really like i don't know there's it just felt like they had this idea which i guess they got off of like a short story or something okay um well the the monkey paw yeah 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 and then they needed to like build it out so they just kind of threw a bunch of horror tropes together i think that seven wishes is too many yeah I think we could have done without two of those. At least two of those. I think five wishes would have been a good amount. I don't... Seven... There was... I don't know. So every time she makes a wish, someone she loves dies. We start with the dog. The puppy dies. Sorry, Carly. It's cool. I was like, when she went looking for the dog, I went looking for some wine. And so I walked out (laughs) during that part. Smart girl. Yeah. Um... Which is fine. And then, you know, like the the uncle, I guess. We don't know why anyone hates the uncle. He's estranged, I guess. Um, 
No backstory there. Yeah, that was really weird and random. And for some reason, he's an old man getting in a bathtub, but he doesn't have grippy ducks on the bottom of the it's tub. Irresponsible, I'll tell you. I find ya. that very hard to believe. Without, Especially without one of those like handicapped rails yeah. on the side. Yeah, why does he have some sort of fancy soaking tub? Yeah. Some modern fancy soaking tub. The gentleman would have had some help getting into there. I'm yeah, just saying. He's an old man that's rich. He has at least a nurse or something yeah. to help him in the tub. Exactly. He would have had assistance. Yeah. Some sexy nurse. Exactly. To help him into him the tub and sponge bath. him. Exactly. <laughs> Glad we're going to the same place. <laughs> we're going to the same place or here. Or a sexy dude, you know. Whatever does, floats his boat, have to, to be, be honest. A woman. It could be. A nurse. A sexy a male nurse. Yeah. To also sponge him down. Or a female and a male nurse. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, man. We don't judge here on Final Girls. Yeah. No, we don't. Do uh, it. Do it, old man. But no, he has neither of those things. Mm-mm. And uh, I mean, it's just, it just, there's some seven, some Final Destination shit in here. That a lot it of it. Really Final Destination-y at the end for some reason. <laughs> Like, who's going to die next? Is it going to be the friend? Or is it going to be her dad? Friend? Dad? Friend? Dad? Friend. All I could think about is when the cousin trips over the rug and, like, impales herself. (laughs) I was like, that's how I go. Yeah, right? (laughs) That's how I go. I go doing something so stupid (laughs) because I have something, like, that I thought was really cool in my house that's going to kill me because I'm yep. a clumsy asshole. I will like, say that was a really fun death. And I really, and she was my really, favorite character. She was the best character. Yeah. Can I just get a movie with her? Because yeah. she was fucking awesome. So she's a historical ancient Chinese college major. She yes. has this amazing loft apartment. She's got badass tattoos. She loves dumplings. It's my spirit animal. I kind of want to be your girlfriend. <laughs> she, her yeah. live-in girlfriend. 100%. <laughs> She's got rad art everywhere. We got to move the bull, though, because God knows I'm going to also impale, impale myself on that thing. <laughs> I am That's not, not a really a good human. placement for the bull. No. At least put that shit in a corner. Don't put it in the middle of the room. You're Especially just asking at for eye problems. level, please. And right next to the edge of the carpet, you're just going to trip right into that shit. And she did. Not very good planning on her part. No. Um, the end of this movie is absolutely terrible. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how it took Claire so long to realize she's killing people. No one seemed very impressed by the fact that she was making wishes and they were coming true, which was insane to me. <laughs> like, nobody, nobody yeah. seemed, her friends didn't seem that excited about it or no. that interested in it. They're like, just get rid of it. <laughs> To throw it in the garbage. And literally, this the way to solve your problems is to abandon it. You don't even have to... It, it, I don't know why you wouldn't just make it as you try to throw away and it appears like it should be. Mm-hmm. It's just like, literally, all you have to do is leave it somewhere and don't touch it again. And she can't do that. <laughs> she can't do it. And towards the end, we get the feeling that she that it has some sort of spell over her. But they don't really explain it. Very they never well. really convey it. It's like it's the the good. Well, you didn't watch really Harry Potter. How far are you? Second book. Okay. Well, I can't use my analogy then. Nope. Can't Fuck. do it. Well, those of you who have read the books probably know what I'm talking about. I can't say it because it's a spoil alert for Amy, and apparently we don't spoil things for Amy. You can't spoil it for me. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's nothing that makes me feel like this thing has a power over her or is, you know, like, oh, we can say like the ring from in Lord of the Rings. Sure. Do you get that? Yes. Okay. There's no my precious. Exactly. There's like, you know, it's just a box that. How many more nerd references can you push in here? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have. Um There's nothing from Star Wars that you can relate this to. I mean, I guess like maybe like the dark side to Anakin. That's kind of reaching. Um, I'm here all night, folks. Um, but yeah, like it. it's just she's like addicted to the power, I guess. But like 
I feel like any normal human would feel a little bad that they are murdering their friends and family. Yeah, she doesn't seem to give a shit. (laughs) Yeah, she's just like, oh, no, the music didn't play. Like, if if that kid came up to me and was like, did you make any wishes? I'd be like, why? He'd be like, you know, because you, whatever, the blood thing. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, yes, like. Yes, I what killed do we your do? cousin. I'm like, a terrible person. Let's get rid of this box. Yeah. And there's, the, also, like, there's also a part where she's like, can you help me get rid of the box? You don't need help getting rid of it. You just get rid of it. I don't understand. Seriously. There's like multiple times when she's pulling other people in to help her. And it's like, but you can, you have Girl, the power you, to stop this. Exactly. If no one else can help you. Literally. Bury it. You're done. Honestly, like the, the second ocean. I found out that I was murdering people, I'd be like, this thing's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Burn it. Throw it away. Yeah. I also would not feel good about myself, like, if I made one of my classmates rot from the inside out. No. Can we talk about her father for a second? Because I don't really get his deal. So he doesn't have a job or he... I think his is job his is, job? like, scavenging. His job diving. is to dig through trash. And then they like sell the stuff that they find. But then he also keeps a lot of it because he's salvaging a going into like abandoned homes and like, is it digging through trash? I mean, according a- to Barbara Marshall, it is. I mean, it doesn't seem real. <laughs> like it feels fake. I understand that dumpster diving is a thing, but I always thought it was more about food than salvage. And I always kind of considered salvage to be kind of like what that show American Pickers is. Like you go to people's homes that have too much shit and you go through and figure, find stuff that's worth money. You don't dig through random people's trash hoping to find something good. Yeah. And if you do, that can't be the only way you're salvaging things. Like, I can understand, okay, maybe that's a side gig or, like, you have a trash can where there's people that throw away perfectly good shit. But, like, wouldn't you also do other things or, like, have a thrift store or have an eBay shop or something? All we do is see this dude picking through trash and then throwing it in his house and there's just piles of shit everywhere well and that's the thing it just it felt really inauthentic because it's not like this guy like the amount of times that they like made it so apparent that like he dives at really weird inappropriate places that are like Mm -hmm. always near where her friends are hanging out or her (laughs) like people from her school and he's always like what what am i doing wrong She's like, oh, Dad, you don't like it when I pick when I dig through people's trash right in front of everybody at, at your my school. Whole fucking school. We're across the street. <laughs> you're not a. You're not an idiot. Is all. Well, maybe you are because you were written this way. But like, nobody in their right mind is going to be like, "Hey, Amy, let's go dumpster diving today across from like my kid's school because yeah. that's not weird." At the beginning of school. Let's make that our first stop. Let's do it when the kids are first arriving to school yeah, so, so they're all standing out front. Everyone can Let's see my truck. Let's not do it while they're in class or anything. No. Let's really... My daughter has expressed that this makes her feel uncomfortable time and again, clearly, because we've seen it four times in this movie. <laughs> in this hour and a half movie. We've seen it four times. So clearly, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to dumpster dive there. I know. <laughs> Stupid. Come on, Ryan. Can I also say that the scene where she wishes that the popular boy would fall madly in love with her um, was kind kind of reminded me of the craft a little I bit. I was just going to say I wanted it to be more crafty. Because, he wasn't as crazy as I wanted him to be. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Being in love with someone does not usually make you a criminal unless you're a terrible person to begin with. Yeah. So in the craft, it works because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. The whole movie, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He treats her like shit from the beginning. 100%. In this movie, this guy seems totally fucking normal. Yeah. And then he turns into a fucking raging psychopath and it doesn't, it comes out of nowhere. I was like, why is this guy, he's like taking pictures of her while she's sleeping. Like, I've been in love with people. I've never fucking done that shit. No. Because <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. I'm not going to sneak over to your house. 
and take pictures of you while you're sleeping. I will good be – at that time at night, I will be also sleeping <laughs> in my I home. I mean, it would have been better, I think, if the guy Claire ultimately ends up liking uh, – Ryan, I believe his name is um, – if, like, there was a issue between Paul and Ryan there. Right. Because, Plus, and that becomes an issue, you know. Well, and that makes it, it more sense. That would make Or more make sense. him crazy to begin with, and we just don't know it. Or just something. It just seems out of nowhere it doesn't work. It's like, why is he a fucking psychopath? Well, and why there, is he slicing his wrist? That's not love. That's, like, crazy person shit. And their relationship is never, it's never in, like, I don't know. He he or, never is like super to that point where like they just seem to be very casual yeah. until all of a sudden things yeah, are it's fucking like all crazy. Of a sudden, yeah, and he's and it's maybe it would have made more sense if she said like I wish he was obsessed with me or something like that might make more sense than I wish he was in love with me cuz if you're in love with someone you treat them well, you're not a crazy person. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know why we're equating love with acts of... Of nutso? Criminal <laughs> criminal acts or, or suicidal acts. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Because, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. It's just weird. It's a weird It'd make more sense if he was, like, she, like, broke up with him and he just, like, started, like, crying and being like, no, take me back. Yeah. It I would be funnier you. if he just followed her around crying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love you so much. I'm so sorry. I'll never take pictures of you again. That would be more accurate. That would be more. What do I need to do? Not like I'm gonna kill myself. I'm crazy. Yeah, just bringing her flowers everywhere she goes. Yeah, (laughs) just like grand, like huge gestures of grand love. Yes, huge (laughs) balloons everywhere. Or just being annoying. Like being annoying would have been enough. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't need to be so like intense. It was. It was just. It was just fake. It didn't feel. It's a, that's it not wasn't what genuine. Is. So if her wish came true, that wouldn't be what it looks like. Right. It just it just didn't make sense. Um. Also, Claire is a is a very ca- caring person at the beginning of the movie, and then she she really loves the neighbor. We feel like the neighbor is like a mother figure to her, mm-hmm. and then she moves away. Says she'll keep in touch and then literally does not talk to that woman for several weeks until she finds her dead. Totally. Also, we are to believe that no one else cares about this woman, that she's not found dead for two weeks. Two weeks? She doesn't have a job or uh, friends or... (laughs) She just really likes juicing. Family that she talks to? Apparently not. It just just seems crazy to me there's a lot of stuff in this movie that just doesn't make sense it just doesn't it just doesn't add up like it starts off really strong and then just turns into this crazy fucking thing i don't know it's just like well we don't care about the story we just need all these these things yeah they set it up to have a story and then i don't know it was weird i don't know yeah all right i'm done talking about that yeah same all right (laughs) well we did do a social media question of the week <laughs> this week, but we didn't really get any uh, real responses because I think my question was a little um, intense, extreme. <laughs> but wait, why don't you uh, tell us what that question was, Carly? So uh, our social media question of the week question is what wish would be worth making if it meant a loved one's certain death? So I was expecting something like world peace. Uh, a cure for cancer. Um, My dogs to live for all eternity with um, me. Global warming is no longer a thing. Uh, all of the terrible people in the world suddenly die. Like, I would think that there's a thing. Like, oh, fascism doesn't exist anymore. Everyone loves each other. Everyone learned to treat each other with respect. You know, I would think that's worth one person dying. I'm just saying, especially if I know someone who's like kind of terminal. I'm but just you don't saying. get to choose. You don't get to choose. Well, the question doesn't say that. That's true. Well, I was going along with the uh, the wish box. I'm just saying. <laughs> especially if you know someone who's terminal. <laughs> <laughs> or suicidal. And they're going to do it anyway. Oh no, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a terrible thing to say. 
Carly, that was a terrible thing to say. Oh my How god, it wasn't you? me. <laughs> that was totally Carly, guys. That wasn't me. Um, so I don't know. That's I guess that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, in which ex- instead I just got a bunch of what the fuck's wrong with you guys? They're <laughs> like, like people are like, uh, no, this is a tough question, guys. We're not answering it because the, the I, internet is better than we are. Apparently, I basically said I basically got a bunch of people saying what? No, I'm not answering that. <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks. I think the only person that responded was Black Cat, and he said a Klondike bar. That was he did say that. Fact. You know. Most Mostly everyone else said, no, I can't answer this. Yeah. I'm Which a good human. Under- <laughs> it's understandable, but I just mean there are wishes you could make that would make humanity so much better. It'd be a, one sacrifice. I mean, I... I think I, maybe it's because it's someone else's life you're playing with. And maybe if I said if it meant your own life, maybe people would have had something See, different to say. That's a good twist, although it doesn't sound like completely relatable. It's not completely relatable to the movie, but right. I guess more people might have answered if that was the case. I'm guessing it's because it's someone else's life that they couldn't pick yeah. something. I think that's my thing. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to just because I... <sighs> I feel things very deeply and I would just feel miserable for my whole life. Like, but if everyone else in the world, like if there was world peace, could you even imagine what that would look like? Because I can't. No. It sounds amazing. I can't even imagine what that would look like. Be- I, I, just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Or what if your wish is to just, you know, end the world? I mean, that's we had a good run i mean everyone's gonna die anyway (laughs) but what about all the animals and no no your wish is that all the humans die okay (laughs) the world keeps going just without without the human race yeah like like the horrible people of the earth are all gone (laughs) but like how does that like who decides that i don't know the wish box does. The wish box knows who's naughty and who's nice. It's like Basically Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sidetrack because this is just made me think of Santa Claus. I finally saw The Greatest Showman last night, and well, that let's just close out the segment, and then we can talk about it. But it made me think of the little girl saying that she wants to marry Santa Claus. Oh, that's I don't all. That, that was all I was going to say. Oh, well, let's talk about what's going on with us. <laughs> Carly went and saw The Greatest Showman, and there was a girl that says she wanted to marry Santa Claus. Oh, my God. Did though, you like it? It. So I went in not really expecting anything. I saw the trailers for these this movie, and it was just kind of like looks like a Baz Luhrmann ripoff, right? Mm-hmm. Like he did yep. Moulin Rouge. Um, and But I saw this thing that I like post on Facebook of them like workshopping it. And, like, how Hugh Jackman had to, like, go in and he had just had, like, cancer rem- cells removed from his nose and had stitches. And so his doctor mm-hmm. was like, you can't sing. And so then there was this one song that he was just, like, he was, like, feeling it so hard. And so he sang and everybody was singing and everyone has – and I'm a sucker for musicals. So I was like, this movie – like, I don't know what this movie's about. Real, I mean, Barnum and Bailey, great. But, like, <laughs> uh, I was just like, this is giving me the feels. Like, $6 Wednesday, I'm going to go see it. And so I went to go see it and like the music was okay. Like there were a couple songs that I really liked, but like there was this mother and her two kids, her two daughters next to me and they knew Mm -hmm. all the words and they were like clapping and they were having like the best time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is the best. And the whole audience was very interactive. Like the scene Mm -hmm. where um, there's a scene where uh, Hugh Jackman almost kisses someone that's not his wife and the whole theater was like, (gasps) oh. oh my God, no. Like they were all so offended by this like implication that might happen. It was just really funny. So I enjoyed my time with it, but I think a lot of it had to do with like my surroundings. Yeah, I really liked the music. I thought the music was pretty good. I did, I did. There were some, a lot of it sounded the same. Um, Like I, I, going back, I couldn't really differentiate necessarily like one song. Like they were very similar. Um, but there were like two, maybe three songs that like stood out to me that I really liked. Michelle Williams is just a treasure. I was like Zac Efron coming out of left field for me there. I know you don't like him, but I thought he was dreamy as fuck. I don't like his eyelashes. (laughs) His eyeballs are beautiful. (laughs) 
and his voice is great and he's he's got the like not like not only his singing voice but like he's just got this like manly like low range voice that i just don't know why maybe i don't watch a lot of zach efron movies like guess i definitely don't but like i wasn't expecting it and i was like where did this like man version of zach efron come from i'm so confused (laughs) but i was on board with it (laughs) cool well, I'm glad you saw it. I haven't really been watching movies. I've been watching Roseanne a lot and Sopranos, and that's about it. So I need to, I think this weekend I'm going to play a little catch up and watch some movies. Um, but yeah, I, my house is still under construction. It's it's a mad, it's mad, mad over here. It's a mad, <laughs> mad world. It's just a mad, mad world in my house. But hopefully the madness will end at Ooh, some point. I saw The Shape of Water. Oh. I fucking you loved it. Loved it. Like, yeah. I'm still thinking about it today. And I want to watch it again because I loved it so much. I need to check it out. I haven't seen it, it yet. It made me so happy. Like, I was just delighted. And it's funny because, so this movie's been out for a while now, right? Yeah, a couple weeks. And um, I went to go see it on Sunday and I was like, oh, like, you know, it was kind of like a last minute thing. Mm -hmm. And the theater that I went to was like sold out. And I was like, oh my God, like on a Sunday night, this movie that's been out is like sold out. And so then, I don't know, I had to go see it at a different theater, but. Which was also, like, super full. So I'm, Mm -hmm. like, stoked that people are, like, going out and seeing this beautiful, beautiful movie. Because it's so good. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. And I want to see Lady Bird. Those are the two out that I want to see. Those were actually the two movies that, like, I was deciding between. And when Shape of Water was sold out, I was like, oh, I could go see Lady Bird. And I was like, no, I got my heart set. Got my heart set on the creature. (laughs) The heart wants what the heart wants. Exactly. My heart wanted some water. Got you. All right. Are we ready to close out? I believe so. Okay. Well, thanks to Troy from Cave Bastard for our song Sequencing the Drone and Jason Link for our amazing logo. Visit FinalGirlsHorrorCast.com for more information on them, to listen to our episodes, to find our Patreon link or our shop link. We still have stickers to give away. If you're interested in getting some stickers, all you have to do is share our podcast on social media or rate and review us on iTunes and send us an email, FinalGirlsHorrorCast at gmail.com. And we'll send some directly to you. Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by Elizabeth, Mikey H, Nick B, Jonathan W, Black Cat, Miss Tab, and the OT Gourmet Geek. We are available to stream on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In, and pretty much anywhere else that you can stream a podcast. We are also very active on social media, so please interact with us. You can find us on Twitter at Final Girls HC and Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Final Girls Horrorcast. We also invite you to join our Final Girls discussion group on Facebook. You can find the link on our Facebook homepage. I just want to say uh, two things for people who are our patrons over on Patreon or are thinking about becoming a patron. Do it. Um, say it. Say it. We have a couple cool things going on. So we just did a giveaway, a hoodie giveaway, because that's something fun that we do for our patrons. Every once in a while, we'll do that. Uh, Elizabeth was our winner last Yay! month, and I just sent that out. So she'll be getting that soon. And then also... Um, as I've mentioned before, we're doing new, we're going to have new Patreon only content coming out. Um, it might be released later to everybody, but, um, we haven't quite pinned that down yet. It might be Patreon only for a while. So, um, it's modern horrors based, so you can get it either by being a modern horrors patron or a final girls patron or both. And uh, our, the first episode that's coming out is, is just Luke and I. We're going to be watching uh, 1980s classic Demons. Um, and then there'll be a bunch of other things coming out. We're basically just going to be workshopping ideas. Anyone from Modern Horrors that wants to create a podcast can, can create one. Uh, so every month we'll have something different for you. That's just random whatever kind of conversation we want to have. We're calling it Modern Horrors After Hours. So that's for our patron only for now and will maybe later be released to the public uh, by way of uh, the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. It's going to be super fun. Very excited about it. Yeah, so I'm excited too. that Luke and I are, are testing it out first. Same. I'm really excited to listen. I mean, who who knows 
what that's going to be like. Uh, amazing <laughs> is what it's going to be like. Let's be I real. I don't know that Luke and I have ever had a conversation without a Carly Jacob buffer. So, <laughs> we'll God, could you that... imagine me and Jacob doing something to be like the most passive sh- like episode of all time? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you're like where are our obnoxious counterparts i'm where like did they go we're like yeah we're just drinking our wine and coffee and things are great <laughs> how are you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so that's amazing oh, so what are we doing next week let's tell the good people at home what we're plans uh, what our plans are for next week it's called an amy hearts week it's an Amy Hart's Mike Flanagan episode yep. yet again. Yep. We already did one. Why not do another? We need it all. Yeah. We're doing uh, Gerald's Game and Before I Wake, both streaming on Netflix. I'm so excited. Same. I've seen both of them already. I haven't watched Before I Wake. I was saving it for, because I knew that we, like, I knew. I knew. I knew we were going to do this. I have it on Blu-ray. I'm just saying. I've had it for a while. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for the release. It took so long to get it. I'm excited. I bought it from Canada. Canada. <laughs> it, was the, it was the only way to get it for a really long time. Is it the same one? Mm-hmm. It's the same one. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, it was. So he made this movie and the production company fucked up and they couldn't release it in America for whatever reason. But they did release a Blu-ray in Canada. So I bought a Canadian Blu-ray. Um, but it was also on YouTube for a stint. I don't think it's there anymore. And now it's Netflix, Netflix exclusive. That's crazy. So, I guess I never realized that it was the like Jacob Trimbley and Kate, whatever her name is. Bosworth, Caesar? Thomas Jane. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Craziness. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, OK. I've watched well, Gerald's a- Game, but. That'll be a fun discussion then. Yeah, I have so much to say about Gerald's Game and I've been wanting to talk about it since the first time I saw it last year. So I'm really excited to finally do an episode on that. You're going to get your chance, girl. I know. All right. So tune in next week for that, you guys. Um, And until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.